Hello, everybody, and welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by CATS Consultants, helping chiropractors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush. I'm joined today, as usual, with Dr. Troy Fox. Troy, how the heck are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good. So, yeah, good to be here. Yeah, and so we hear a little background noise because the uh, <laughs> lawn mowing people decided to mow uh, Doc's yard right about the same time we decided to do this. So it, yeah. you're not here. That's not aliens. I know <laughs> that there's been a lot of government stuff released, but uh, yeah. Right, don't slap mowing. your computer around. It's not your computer. Nope, nope. It's actually us. We're making that it's noise. The, uh, yep, it's the low moan of the weed eater. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking, you know, I was thinking about that. You were talking about that in the economy, and 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 I've got a I've got a great question today. And I was thinking about that. The lawn mowing guys, they're they're going to town. You know, the uh, bad economy, I don't think affected them at all. They're like, nope, people still need their lawns mowed. Yeah, people are still you know, need their lawns mowed, and people still need chiropractic. But I'll tell you what, there have been some people really concerned, and so I got a question. And before we do the question, I want to remind you guys. You can get a hold of me and ask us anything. I mean, yep. we don't we, we 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 know a little bit about everything and a lot about nothing probably, but <laughs> we'll be willing to address the topic. So, if you want to reach us, uh, email me your <laughs> questions at troy at catsconsultants.com. and that's cats with the K. Troy at catsconsultants.com. Yep. Ask us and anything it, you want. And if we use your question on air, we'll give you a shout out. Absolutely. Like who we're going to talk about today. So I, I've got one of my Kansas guys today that oh, actually nice. emailed us. Jeff from Wichita said, hey, um, I, I've got some concerns and I am still concerned about the economy, even though it's starting to come back, how it's been affecting other people's practices and ways doctors can overcome, which I mean, I think that's one of those uh, want to know how something works, asking for a friend, right? When you're really asking for <laughs> right. yourself. So Jeff, we appreciate your question. We know that, that the economy has affected practices and we've got some pretty powerful <laughs> tools to help you overcome those. So I'll let you take it away and, and jump right in the middle of that question. Okay. Yeah. It's a great question. And, and it's a valid question right now. You know, yes, we're coming out of a pandemic and the economy seems like it's going strong. However, we're starting to see a few little signs of inflation creeping in. We're starting to see some signs of maybe interest rates aren't going to stay where they've been. So we're starting to see some interesting things happen and we're still seeing a lot of uh, ups and downs in the markets. In fact, a lot of the market gurus probably about three, four weeks ago, were saying we should end up at about an 8% increase in the stock market by the end of the mm -hmm. year. A week after that, they were saying, well, maybe it's more like a 6% increase. This last week, they're saying, yeah, looking like we might be under 5%. So we're starting to see mm -hmm. that slide. And that's the result of inflation kind of coming back into, into play. And we see inflation in things like gasoline prices. Um, I know down here where I'm at, um, mm -hmm. gasoline prices are pushing $4 a gallon. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. all of those things decreased disposable income for our patients, for anybody. And when you decrease disposable income, people start looking at the services and the things that they buy and figuring out what can I cut out? 
and this is a real opportunity for chiropractic, in my opinion, because coming out of the pandemic, we're getting used more and more, not in a bad way. People are using our services more and more because people are starting to wake up to the fact that, oh, it's the chiropractors. Those are the doctors keeping patients healthy and well. And coming out of the pandemic, we know we've got to do more to have a healthier lifestyle to avoid things like COVID or whatever the next virus that comes along might be. And uh, so there's really an opportunity here for chiropractors. Now, you and I both, whoops, you and I both have already seen that some chiropractors through the pandemic have been very negatively impacted while others had banner years. And there's some really Mm -hmm. strong reasons why that's happened. Mm -hmm. And and some have been able to create, and we've done this for all of our clients, been able to create an insulation process Mm -hmm. against the negativity in the market, whether it's a pandemic or an economic crisis or inflation or whatever it might be. So it's a great question to be asking right now and uh, a great realization to come to of some of the things that you can do in your practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to uh, listen to the help, it, it makes a whole lot of difference. We've had some people that, that are just adamant about the way that they've run their practice for the last 20 years or 10 years or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way it's supposed to be run and going to continue to be run and, you know, come, come hell or high water. It doesn't matter whether there's been a pandemic or not. They're going back to that practice style as we come out of the pandemic. And we've seen over the last year, that the whole model of the way that patients approach chiropractic practice has changed. And as a result, as chiropractors, we must change. They're looking for, they're looking for trusted individuals. I think that's probably one of the key things that we are teaching our clients is how to become a trusted advisor to your patients. Not just the, not just the guy that you go in to get your back popped by because it hurts, you know, when you've worked 40 hours this week, those days are gone. The day of trusted advisor is here. It's a heady responsibility, but it also is one that creates longevity in your practice and it creates a position where that disposable income Hmm, you're not really on the chopping block when you're a trusted advisor. Correct. That's one no. of the that's one of the economic insulators for our practices. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is ingratiating your patients to you. In other words, making relationships that are unbreakable. And yeah. we, you know, <laughs> we preach that one all the time, but uh, it kind of falls into that realm of what we call strategic relationship marketing. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're latching onto that whole idea, and I know some of you out there don't know what that is, but if you're, if you're latching onto this idea of strategic relationship marketing, you're creating an insulation process for your practice uh, against economic downturn. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a couple of other ways that you can protect your practice a little bit too. Um, one is increasing your capacity. Now, to increase mm-hmm. capacity in a downturning market, which we may or may not be in yet, but if it's coming, um, it, it's not always an easy thing to do. It's kind of like swimming mm-hmm. upstream as, as a salmon and you got bears on both sides of the stream working against you as well. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got danger all around you. Yeah. And, uh, but if you do it right, as we saw through the pandemic, those practices that did it right are shooting the lights out. And their capacity has grown in a way that, you know, they can feel just a little bit of a dip 
in their patient visits and it isn't going to hurt their long-term profit. So Mm -hmm. that's one way you can do it. And another way you can do it is by raising your fees. And Mm -hmm. I would strongly, in in practice right now, I would strongly look at your cash-based services and where are you? Where are you compared to the rest of the marketplace? Where are you compared Mm -hmm. to um, the coding manual RVUs? Are you one of those clinics? And Oh, we see a lot of them who hasn't raised the prices in five, eight, 10 years. Um, you know, that's another way that you can insulate your practice a little bit is by looking at your pricing mm-hmm. structure and making some changes. And there are some great ways to, to make some changes without the patients necessarily feeling the bite, but getting them more locked into care at a higher rate. Yeah. And, and if you're one of those docs that says, well, gee, I just can't do that in my area. Don't think we haven't ever heard that like a thousand (laughs) times. And I can give you a thousand examples of people that went completely against that and go, we're going to do what you tell us to do. And they're like, I cannot believe we didn't do this before, you know, five, five, eight, 10 years ago when they were saying, absolutely not. The market's not going to bear it in our area, this, that, or the other. And there are some people that with the pandemic, a really good thing happened. Some people threw their arms up in the air and said, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And I'm going to trust what you tell us to do. And they did it. And then they went, whoa. Yeah. We actually, we're, we're growing right now. We're, we're coming out of the pandemic best we've ever been. But it was because they let all their defenses down because they were actually scared that maybe this was the end. You know, they were really concerned that maybe they couldn't survive as a practice or wouldn't survive or chiropractic was going to be, you know, uh, a a healthcare discipline that just didn't make it through other than Mm -hmm. just a very few. I mean, we had all kinds of people talking about, you know, being concerned. And so some people just said, you know what, I'm going to throw my hands Mm -hmm. up in the air. I'm going to let you guys take the wheel. Kind of yep. like Jesus taking the wheel, except he's a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> right, um, amen. But, but they said, they said, give us the wheel, uh, or they said, we're going to give you the wheel. We're, we're going to listen to what you say. And so those are some of the things like increasing fees or reinforcing the need for care, reinforcing maybe better education programs. You know, another topic yeah. that, that has come up um, that we talk about is value added services in your practice. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up because you were talking about that the other day and yeah. 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 Speak to that one. Yeah. So, so the key to value added services is this. A lot of people talk about, yeah, we do this in our practice and they're very excited about it. I'm excited for you too. I think it's great. Except what I want to do is I want to evaluate it and determine is that value added service that you've latched onto, is that really the one that's actually making you some income? Or are there other value added services in your practice that have a much better margin? a much better retention for patients and longevity. So we want to look at that. And that's part of what we do with our clients is we look at your value added services. Are your prices, are your price points where they need to be? Okay. That's number one. Number two, is it a value added service that, that helps your patient long-term? Is it going to be something that's going to create a better relationship with your patient? And is it going to be something that your patients will utilize long-term for health? Those yeah. are some of the things that we look at, uh, you know, when when we're looking at a relative value unit, an RVU for a value-added service, that's exactly what we're looking at. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got to couple that too then with the end product. And the end product in your clinic mm-hmm. is, are you profitable? And And how many clinics have we seen that are doing six and seven services on patients 
mm-hmm. which may be warranted. I'm, I'm not speaking against it necessarily. Right. Oh, yeah. Warranted. But have you picked it apart to determine, number one, is it making you profitable? Number mm-hmm. two, is it allowing you to have the capacity that you may need to be profitable? Mm-hmm. Number three, if we're, oops, I lost a finger. If you're seeing a downturn in the market, yeah. are you are you creating such a uh, financial burden on patients that they just can't keep coming back for those multiple visits. Mm-hmm. And it's that long-term patient right. that you have the strongest relationship with and is going to send more patients to you. Right. And, it, and I think I can add to that. We see often people are sometimes running scared and they go, well, you know, if I do three therapies on a patient instead of two therapies, they're much happier. Well, what we do is we create an environment where whether the patient needs a therapy or not, it's a feel good. And they're like, oh man, I love it when you put me on that roller table, then do stem on me, then do some attended ultrasound. And then uh, maybe you do some resistive stretches with me and you charge me 10 bucks for therapy. Yeah. Um, you and know, you spend 30 it, minutes with me. Right. And so and with the other thing that we see, even if you're not doing that and you're charging, hey, great, if you can charge your six therapies and get paid for all of them, you probably don't have a problem. But right. here's what we see oftentimes. We see services being given away and we see minutes being given away. So what happens is, is your capacity in your practice. I've seen docs tell me I, can only, I can't see more than 20 patients in a day. I'm like, what? What? I'm, I'm a little confused. Are you only working an hour a day? You know, I mean, I can only see 20 patients in a day. Okay. So you can only see 20 and I'm, and I'm just using numbers here, folks. I'm not, you know, don't, don't jump all over me and say, well, gee, I, you know, I, I, I can't see five patients every 15 minutes. I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's call it two hours. Let's give you two and a half patients every 15 minutes. But what I'm saying is this, if you're taking 45 minutes per patient and you're working 12 hours in a day, you can see 20 people. Yep. And you know what? You're full. You're full if you're seeing 45 minutes with each patient. I would suggest either A, you spend a little time with each patient, less time, or if they really require that much time in your practice, because I'm not, I'm not making the diagnosis on your patient, but I will tell you that if that patient requires being in your building for 45 minutes, that you have some staff that you can, that you can cross-train in the techniques that you do for therapies and that you're not providing all that therapy. Or if you're in a state where it requires the therapist to be certified, get certified therapists. So you can free up your time as a doctor so you can see more than 20 people in a day. Yeah. It's the time value of money. I, you know, doctors all the time tell us, well, I see this many people in an hour or a day. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. I, that's great. Whatever you see and you're happy with it, that's great. I care more, not about the number of patients you're seeing. I care more about what you make an hour. So ask yourself, how much do you make an hour? And, and there's probably a lot of question marks around that one because we find, we find this all the time. Docs don't know yeah. how much they make an hour. Hey, did did you know how much you were worth an hour when you were in practice? Of course, time. Yeah, so did I. So when I got deposed, that was yeah. my early rate. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if you're going to take an hour of my time, you're going to pay me for what I'm worth. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, you guys should know what you're worth. I mean, who knows when you might get deposed on a case, you know, a PI case or something like that, and they go, well, how much are you an hour? And you go, 
well, you know, I made $15 last hour. No, I mean, you know, really <laughs> know how, how much money are you making an hour? That's what you should be charging. And, yep. and, and I would tell you right now that, uh, you know, I, I've got a young man that is 17 or 17. He's 18 years old. He waits tables and he makes a, about $60 an hour waiting tables. So if your totally. number is 60 or below, you probably maybe need to rethink how your practice is structured. Yep. So, absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, as as a as a doctor, you ought to be making, and this is this is on the gross side, mm-hmm. uh, not the net side. You you should be making at least two hundred fifty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and if and if you're not okay, let's fix it. Let's let's create some processes to make you make that much an hour. Right. Right. So that's how we work in this economy, and, you know, and, and Dr. Perush does a lot of consults and these are free of charge. We just, you know, if, if yeah. you're like, Hey, I, I got Absolutely. a problem or, or my practice needs to grow or I want to be better than I am right now. And I want to learn how you guys did that and how you do it with your clients. Because I'd say a full 90% of our clients came out of the pandemic with the pedal push to the floor. And, yeah. and that's no exaggeration. We, we were in, we were like all rocket sp- ships. Yeah, we were all smiles and a little bit taken aback. Not that we didn't expect our clients to do well, but I thought 75% would have been a good number. And we were like a full 90%. I'm looking going, whoa. Yeah, Elon Musk didn't have anything on them. No, not at all. So yeah, so if you are thinking, you know what? I need to take my practice to the next level. And I want other doctors that understand not only how it needs to be done, but how to do it ethically, how to make sure that I don't get a rye of insurance and Medicare. That's, those are very important. I mean, you know, you can, you can get yourself in trouble real quick doing it the wrong way. So yep. I want to work with doctors that understand and are compliant doctors, our ethical doctors that we're working with. And, and we're not just individuals that talk about chiropractic. We are chiropractors. Then we're probably who you want to talk to. And I know Dr. Perush will sit down and spend the time with you. I am not full time to where I do consulting all the time like Dr. Perush does. So that's why I push it off on him because I know (laughs) he will probably be the one to talk to you initially. I may be along the way, but he will take the time to sit down and go, what's going on with your practice? Let's do a, you know, it's like putting the thermometer in your mouth. Let's, let's take the temperature of your practice and find out where it's at and what do we need to do? So and don't let anybody tell you that it can't happen. I talked to a doctor the other day that was just completely beaten up by people telling him, oh, you know, after this pandemic, none of us are going to stay in business. And I'm, I'm like, don't let anybody, mm-hmm. Troy, how many times did you and I have people tell us, oh, you can't have that kind of practice where you're at? Oh yeah, right from the beginning. That right that isn't gonna work. That isn't gonna work. Rent a house, live upstairs, and practice downstairs because you're not gonna be here long. That was the first yeah. thing I was told when I went into practice, and I ended up blowing the doors off within yeah, about and, nine months. Yeah, and so did I. And yeah. and how big is your town? Fifteen thousand. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, and my, not, mine yeah. is nineteen thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't let anybody tell you that these principles don't work because they do. They do. And, yep. you know, in some ways, maybe we've kind of unlocked the secret of how to practice. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know that it's really, really that, that genie like that technical, but we can teach you how to grow your practice in any economy. Yeah. And the, and, and the funny thing is, you notice we're not saying uh, we're going to get you new patients every day, all the time. 
because that's <laughs> not really how we work with doctors no. to get their practices successful. Because if you're chasing that new patient train, it's running away from you on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. And if you're looking for new patient numbers every month, you get to start over at the beginning of every month with zero and go, <laughs> how am I going to climb this mountain once climb again, again this month? Yeah, let's oh my gosh, business. every month. What, what was it? That is, in, that is. In the movie Taken, what did Liam Neeson say? Good luck. Good luck, exactly. Because it gets old real quick. And so yeah. we, we try to teach a structured practice that actually will be sustainable for you long term. A- yeah. And it's one that your patients just love. It's so, around business strategies, not, not new patient gimmicks. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, or let just them know motivation. They, yeah. So let them know if they want to get a hold of you, Doc. How, how do they get a hold of you? The simplest thing to do is just go to the Cats Consultants website. And again, it's cats with a K, catsconsultants.com. On there, you can do one of about three things. You can email us. You can, uh, our phone number's on there. You can call us. Or the simplest thing to do is click make an appointment in the top right corner. And it'll take you right to my calendar. And just find a time that works for you. And uh, we'll jump on a call together and we'll spend a little bit of time and Talk through what's going on in your practice. You yeah, know, and if it's nothing a, else. And if you find if you find that you don't think we can help you, that's okay. We we just like meeting yeah. docs that we yeah. don't know. It's pretty much just like these little podcasts that we do, where where we talk back and forth. I mean, literally, when we're talking to docs, it's the same thing. We're gathering some information, trying to yeah, figure exactly. out what you need and how we can help you, and then we can go. Here's here's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Somebody asked yeah. me the other day about our podcast and said, how much do you guys, how much time do you guys spend rehearsing? Uh, <laughs> I can yeah, honestly zero. tell you zero minutes. We <laughs> are all off the cuff. We are so darn busy that a lot of times it takes us two or three attempts because we'll have meetings <laughs> run over or whatever. Together, yeah. And then we finally get together and we're like, "Kit, record, let's go. <laughs> let's <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's no <laughs> rehearsal. Funny. That's oh, funny. my gosh. Hey, that was a great question, Jeff from Wichita. It was Jeff, right? Yep. I think we might know Jeff. So, Jeff, yeah. good job. I appreciate it. So, anybody, you have a question about your practice, send it to Troy at Cats Consultants, Cats with a K. Send it to Troy at CatsConsultants.com, and uh, we'll try to put it on the air and banner, banter it around just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Good session, Troy. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping you keep your pulse on success. Be sure to check us out at catsconsultants.com. And from all of us at Cats Consultants, stay well-informed and well-adjusted. We'll see you next time.